life. And that is why this is the best damn flag league in Jersey. The Cowboys are the first ever Bridge Flag Football League champions. And what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the OBFFL podcast, episode number 30. This is a week two re- re- recap. I wonder if I can say review. Week two recap of the fall season. I got my father here, Tommy Svaro. Kurtzman's here. And we're ready to go. We're ready to get into the uh, recap of these games as we watch the Jets get absolutely embarrassed on Monday Night Football against the New England Patriots. It's 26 nothing after a safety there as we're recording this. Uh, Kurtzman, anything to say before we get into the recap here? Um... No, it was an interesting week. We saw some good games, some blowouts, but uh, I'm just ready to recap it and keep moving forward with the league. Dad, you got anything to say before we start? No. All right, let's get into the first games of the week then. Just uh, shout out also, shout out to uh, Brandon Giles and his father for allowing you to use the Cougars field. Yes, thank you. Appreciate it very much. And uh, it's a good field, so I'm excited about it. All right, uh, the first game of the day was the standalone game it was ohio state versus arizona state so that's uh anthony and bimbo's team versus augustine those are the two captains and quarterbacks of this one what was the final score of this game again do we have the final score 36 28 all right everyone watched this game dad i'll start with you first what were your takeaways it was a competitive game uh the outcome is pretty much the way i i thought it would turn out but uh i saw a lot of positives on the the asu squad uh, the kid Ernie uh, is a tank. Uh, I, I like every week I see him play. I, I like him more and more. Uh, I think that uh, AF, ASU is still one of the contending teams in this league, and and they'll right the ship and uh, they'll move forward in their winning ways. Kurtzman, um, I think it's very apparent. The first thing I noticed from this game is that. After playing them, I think Ivy truly realized that he does not need an offensive line in this league. And he basically, a lot of the game, just told all of his offensive linemen, you can hit someone real quick right in front of you, but then spread out. Know where everyone else is going to be. And it looked like the linemen had a very good idea of where all the receivers were going to be. And then they made sure that they filled in the open spaces, essentially. And I thought, I think that I'm happy I played Ivy's team week one because Mm. they look like a dangerous animal now. And... Jake, they didn't have Christian last week, TJ Angstad, uh, Pete, Johnny off the line. They were causing a lot of pressure on Augie also. I know Augie was moving around a lot, had to make a lot of plays with his feet. Um, But yeah, I think that IB's team showed that they're one of the best teams in this league for sure. And come the end of the season, they're definitely going to be around towards the end. IB not needing an offensive line is actually crazy because Johnny and Pete, they just block for a half a second and they run out for a pass. Credit to them. They're open on every single pay, play, especially Pete. He's yeah, <laughs> he is wide open on every single play. Uh, and Bimbo takes on a three-man rush by himself with no problem. It's absolutely incredible uh, the way he moves in the backfield, the arm angles he throws at on the run, uh, steps into his throws. He's, he's truly uh, an incredible athlete at the quarterback position. He every It just it feels like on every single play, He's doing something incredible, making someone miss. So I really liked what I saw out of the Ohio, uh, out of the Ohio State team. I'll turn it back over to you again, Dad. How do you think ASU improves going into uh, next week? Well, they're gonna have a tough game against Kurtzman's team, and uh, I'll probably pick them to lose again. <laughs> not not a preview here, but what do you, what are the things that they need to do? Not comparing to Kurtzman's team, what do you think all he has to do as a quarterback to be better? Uh, a more consistent pass rush, I'd like to see. 
Uh, offensively, they're fine. Ogie can move the ball. There's, there's no problem there. Defensively, I, I, I think I think they need a better pass rush. Give them a little pressure on the quarterback. Kirsten, what do you think they need to do as a team to improve? Do I really want to tell them what they need to do to improve <laughs> when they're playing me next week? <laughs> no, I'm completely, I'm completely messing around. Um, no, listen, I think that Augie is just going to continue to grow with the position. Um and he's going to keep getting better each week. And I think they have a lot of talent around them. They got Julius, Jack. They got True. Um, they This kid, Ernie, is very good. Caught a deep touchdown this week. Um, I just think that they have a very talented roster top to bottom. I said that's why I picked them against uh, IB. Ended up being the wrong pick. But I think they'll be fine. And they're going to be they're able to beat any team in this league. How much better do we think Ohio State was from week one to week two? In reality, I think they were really just the same, except they didn't make IB didn't make the mistake that ended up costing the game. Like in our game, he was he was flawless throughout what thirty six minutes of the game, and then in the last minute, he the last couple minutes he threw. An he interception. made a mistake early in the game. Yeah, threw this, and that's what I'm saying. What did I do in the beginning of the game against? You threw uh, an interception. I threw an interception. I threw an interception at the right time in the game. This time, IB threw an interception at the right time in the yes. game. Um, there's times where it's okay. It's it's more okay to throw an interception or turn the ball over than it is later in the game when things ma- the magnitude of the moment is more. Yeah. So I just think that personally, I think Ohio State didn't. They just got better. Honestly, I mean, I don't. I, they were not bad in Week One by any means. Dad, before the season started, I think you had Ohio State as the best team. You said anytime you have Jake and Mbimbo on the same team, I said they're the best team athletically. Yeah. I still had Kurtzman's team okay. as the best team. But I had them one and two right there. But yeah. you saw in this week. I, but I, I got it. ASU was not far behind. You know, the, I, like I said, watching the game, I saw pretty much what I expected OSU to do. They did the week before. They did it again this week. Uh, I do see room for improvement in ASU. They can get better. It, it's it's to me uh, right now a three a three horse race <laughs> for for you know the elite teams and and. Uh, I got ASU right there. I think Sam Allen has something to say about that, but we'll get into that later. Okay, well, one more thing about Ernie. I'm, I'm watching this kid play, and he catches a pass, and the kid runs full steam ahead. And it's like, if you want this flag, you're going to have to step in front of me to get it. That's the way you got to play. Too many times I see a receiver catch the ball and slow down when a defender comes up to him. Why do that? Okay. This kid had the right idea. Or a lot of dancing. Yeah. Right. A lot of dancing. Truck straight ahead. Let them let them step in front of you and try to get the flag. Kid's a beast. So you're very impressed by ASU. Not so much by the team that won the game. No, Ohio well, I, State. <laughs> but they did what I expected them to do. Okay. All right, that's enough for this one here. Kurtzman, give me the stats. IB, another standout game. 16 of 24 for 178 yards. Five touchdowns. Also had five carries for 45 yards. Jake finished five for 26 in a touchdown. Also had two pass breakups and a pick. TJ Angstead had another interception. Seems like he's always around the ball. Uh, Jake's cousin, I'm sorry, I did not catch your name. But he was amazing. He had five catches, two touchdowns, 37 yards, and caught two conversions. Uh, Prem had one catch for 18 yards. Pete was the star of the day for the offense outside of quarterback. Four catches, 95 yards, two touchdowns. Um, Johnny had a sack and a safety. Mahmoud, pass breakup, and Fadi. I think it was his first catch of his uh, career. One catch, two yards. Uh, for Augie's team, Augie finished 11-19, 173 yards, three touchdowns two interceptions uh also ran seven carries for 110 yards and a touchdown he was doing a lot of everything jack only one catch but had an interception and a pass breakup julius four for 40 ernie two for 77 and a touchdown true three for 50 and a touchdown also had a conversion and uh he got bands uh made two people fall on one play so yeah. good job also it was a touchdown catch so it was a good game yeah. Augie also had a pass breakup on defense 
I, I thought it was a good game. Uh, what's the next one here? Let's go into one fifteen. Let's go. Let's go to your game, Kirsten. Let's okay. go Oklahoma versus UCLA. That is Brandon Kirschman's team versus Rob Lacanti's team. Uh, this one was actually very competitive through the first fifteen minutes of the game, Crispin. Why do you think that is? Um, I, I don't know why. I guess I'm notorious for coming out kind of slow sometimes. Uh, I think I just uh, had new. I had a new piece to the puzzle this week. I added Michael Leva to the to the Oklahoma team this week because uh, he missed last week, and I guess I was just trying to find ways to get him the ball, try to see what else we can do, and I was able to find him the ball. But our defense once again early was just uh, not making plays. We were keeping the minute. Um, I made a bad play, and then I also uh, didn't catch the snap in the end zone, and Austin fell on it for a touchdown, which kept it at 15-12 with probably five minutes left in the first half. But then we got ourselves to compose together. I told them, let's just shake it off and keep going, and then we pulled it. We scored, got a stop, and scored right before half to go up by two scores before the half, and that was probably the momentum killer for UCLA. That you didn't see any of this game as you were refing the other one, right? Right. All right, so I'll, I'll go to it. Uh I thought your team looked good again, Kurtzman. I liked the way uh, Jimmy played. Mike DeRose had another touchdown. Mike Oliva showed up to you, showed up for you, and completely showed out. Three touchdowns. Uh, three touchdowns in the first half, and he had another one called back. Yeah, he was an absolute monster in your in his first game. First thing for you, you said you were going to use him. He came out. He played really well. I thought Tyson is uh, was phenomenal offensively with that. Uh, he had that, that mall. Yeah, he yeah. had that big catch down the field. But even so, defensively, I know the interception technically <laughs> wasn't the right play, but yeah. he's no. still a great. I think Tyson, his value might be at that safety corner spot. He honestly. likes he likes to play safety. He um, always asking me, listen, let me get some. I'm good, like hawking the ball, being able to see the field. And listen, I'm going to give him more opportunities to do that. But sometimes I need him to guard people because you're my yeah. second round pick, and my second round pick's got to be able to guard some people because. I need to break sometimes. Yeah. And I have Michael Leva. Michael Leva did a good job on Liam Knowles. Um, I thought that was a good matchup for him because he's got very good speed, and so does Mike. So, no, I'm happy about my team's performance. I really am. Um, I think Rob's had a bad day. He just wasn't making the yeah, most talk, accurate talk throws. Talk more about that UCLA team. How do you think they can improve from uh, week two to week three? Yeah, I remember asking my linemen how they thought they were. They were getting in. They said they were getting. Uh, they were making. They were getting pressure. But I, I saw a lot of their linemen leaking out. I don't know if it was a little early, putting Rob under pressure. I'm not really sure what like what their game plan was going in. Were they gonna get put the pr- let the pressure come in and then dump it off to the line? Because I know in the beginning of the game, Harnish had two uh, quick catches. So I just think that they, their line maybe needs to stay and block a little more, give Rob an extra second to throw. Um, but like I said, I think Rob is is fine quarterback for this league. There's nothing wrong with him. I think he really just had a really and bad day. At, Billy like, at Andrews the field. wasn't there. No Billy target. Andrews. Um, they had Julius play, but he, I don't know. I don't, yeah, I don't really remember him playing that play much for them. Um, no, I listen. I think that they're going to rebound fine. I know they have a game this week against, I believe. Arizona, okay. I believe. That's so a good it'll be a good matchup for both teams. Both teams trying to get to two and one after Arizona getting their first one. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, but for my team, listen, we have a big game this week. I'm super excited to get out there and play against Augie. He beat me last time we played against each other, so I got to go out there and get a win. Dad, how do you feel about Michael Leva coming in and making such a big impact on Kurtzman's team? It's the young kids in this league that are making the impact. You yeah. got uh, Julius and Jack on uh, ASU. You got uh, Oliva for Oklahoma. Tyson. Tyson. Oh, yeah, Tyson. Your own kid. Yeah, Chris. Chris. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, Chris. <laughs> My guy. No. Um, no, no I uh, Kevin Malone. Yeah, go ahead. Kevin, these guys, yeah, these Kevin guys are showing up. Uh, the thing I wanted to say about um, about the Bruins, 
Uh, they scored, I think, 35 in week one. Yeah. And I said I felt like they really, I didn't like the way they moved the ball, even though 35 points doesn't tell you that. Yeah. But uh, sustained drives, I don't see it from that team. And, and yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, judging by the score and, and the complete passes that Rob had, uh, they didn't have sustained drives this game either. Am I correct? Yeah, for the most part. I How do you, Rob, yeah, what Rob do you, had a long touchdown. I, are you going to credit your, your defense or more so their offense? Oh, no. Our defense definitely made improvements this week. We were talking, I think we were talking a lot more. I think week one, our communication was very lacking, which is expected of a team that no never one on that team has never, I don't think any of us have ever played on the same team except for me and Abby at one point. Um, so there was a lot of growing together, and there's going to be a lot of continuing to grow together, especially on defense. But I think we communicated a lot better. Um, we ran a few different defenses, and I think we kept – we actually – I think we – listen, I'm crediting my defense, but I think Rob also had a bad game. Okay. Dad, are you shocked by the emergence of Jimmy Friel? Oh, no, not at all. No? <laughs> Jimmy's a player. Kurtzman, are you shocked by the emergence of Jimmy? No, because I get all my players involved. I expected okay. him. As long as he catches – as long as he can catch, I think uh, – I yelled at him in the beginning of the game because uh, he's calling for the ball on the right side of the field and I'm on the left side of the field. And I'm like, if you're going to do that, you need to be down the field, not yeah. near the defenders that are by the line. You need to. So the next time down, he leaked out, and I came back towards that way, and he was wide open down the field for a touchdown. So that's good. He's coachable. Ed Zalek also caught another. Ed Zalek caught a touchdown. Yes. Also, also caught a big conversion to start the game. Like I said, like we always say conversions are super important, and – Anytime you catch one, it's just as valuable as catching the touchdown. And the pressure that they... I felt like UCLA was putting pressure on you, whether it be Austin and John, John Harnish. Harnish. I felt like they had pretty good chances at you the entire day. You just did another great job of escaping and, and making plays down the field. So, credit to you. Uh, I think UCLA versus Arizona might be the game of the week, but we'll get to that yeah. on the preview. Let's move in. Oh, give me the stats here before we move on to the next game. Stats. UCLA, Rob, 5 of 17, 50 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Rush for 76 yards and two touchdowns. Liam, one catch, 12 yards. Austin had another two sacks and a defensive rec- fumble recovery for touchdown. Uh, he was the defense player of the week in week one, possibly in week two. Harnish, two catches, 10 yards. Also had a pass breakup and a sack. Uh, Cologne had two catches, 28 yards in the touchdown, also had a sack. Uh, Liam Riley had a sack, and yeah, that is it for them. And then for my team, I was 12-22. Um, I don't even have my yards written down, and seven touchdowns. Uh, Nick Tompkins. <laughs> seven <sorry>. touchdowns. Yeah. <laughs> Nick Tompkins, one catch, 15 yards in a touchdown, also had a pass breakup. Michael Leva, four catches, 75 yards, three touchdowns. Tyson, two catches, 55 yards. We talked about the interception. He had two pass breakups also. I think he had a really good week defensively. Chris had one catch, 10 yards. Ed caught a touchdown, two catches, 40 yards. Mike DeRose, 35-yard touchdown. Jimmy, another sack and a safety, also had two catches, 75 yards in a touchdown. Mm. Maybe have a day for Jimmy for real. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's it for my team. All right, let's move on to the the other, uh, the other 115 game, which was Clemson versus Arizona. That is Dom Gutowski's team versus um, uh, Nick Smith's team. Uh, Dad, you ref that one. I'll turn it over to you first. How do you feel both teams played? Um, I like uh, Arizona, the way they came out. They are improving. I think you're going to see from week to week that this team improves a great deal because – Smitty's getting used to the league. He's getting used to uh, the teams that he's playing, the competition he's playing. Uh, and he's got Joe and Spo uh, to help him out. Joe DeMeo also. Joe DeMeo, yeah. Joe Ivanak. Joe Ivanak, yeah, three touchdowns. I saw a lot of good things from them. Like I said, I saw a lot of improvement between week one and, and, and week two. And I'll, I will continue to see it as we go along. Uh, Clemson, um, that turnover bug is killing them. 
I'm not going to pin everything on Dom. He had a couple of passes that went off uh, players' uh, hands. He had a, a player wrong, wrong, uh, turn the wrong way, cut the wrong way. Um, he had a uh, there was a strip sack. He felt his arm was coming forward. I didn't. Yeah, but, yeah. He, he was talking about that after the game. He yeah. really, he was pretty sure his arm was coming forward. But listen, you made the call. He And he, listen, he says he's not going to yell at you. He's not going to say anything like that. Right. He's going to respect your no, call. He's been in that position. Is. He knows. No, he knows. But what's up. Uh, yeah, it's, it's unfortunate that those turnovers hurt them. And, and basically, that's just plaguing the first two weeks. I'd like to see him cut down on that. I, I'd like to see, you know, what they can do. When they turn over free. Yeah, I think they also just need to see what they can do going forward with their full team. No Dylan, no Matt Hughes, both at homecoming. No Emmerich, he was sick. Uh, Dev still hasn't shown up yet. So I, he was, listen, he, not that uh, the players that were playing receiver for him weren't good, but they were his, his lower round draft picks. So he didn't have his best guy. He really didn't have his best guys. Um, I know he said one player uh, either turned the wrong way or stopped running the yeah. full route, and that led to one of his interceptions. And then uh, he said he could have thrown a better ball to Zach when it was picked off. He said he was that was more on him than um, he had first thought. But listen, I think that Dom, he's going to have another ch- opportunity to win this week. They're playing against TCU, so a team that's going in the wrong direction. I think I think Dom made improvements this week. I didn't get to watch the game, but based on the stats, he looks like he and he also felt like he made improvements this week. Uh, coming out in the second half, he had a beautiful drive to open up the second mm-hmm. half. And I told him, and I tell this to a lot of teams, work one sustained drive, work on that, and then build from that. Yeah. And and this way, you, you know, you know what it takes to, to make it work, and then you can carry it over to the next drive. I think he was really, um, he was more mad also when he was talking to me because he said that he felt like he really wasn't pressured a lot. They were only rushing two. He said Tom Torrey is doing amazing on his side. He doesn't have to worry about when someone goes to Tom Torrey because, um... Tom Torrey's a very good lineman, he says. And also, I think one thing I saw from the videos that uh, were on the Instagram was that because people know that he wants to get the ball out quick, somewhat quickly, their timing routes and stuff, they get their hands up and they swat the ball. I know people are like, oh, well, how does Dom 6'7 yeah, get his ball swat? But people, just because you're tall, doesn't mean that you're not going to get your ball swatted if people know when you're going to be throwing the ball. So, he did have a lot of time. He also had True on his team. Yeah. True, If True subs to your team, yeah. that, that is a cheat. I cheat. mean... I mean, true is a play, and if he's playing the line, he's giving you time, and he did. He yeah. did. Well, obviously, it wasn't enough this week. They took. Yeah, the talk loss. about talk about um, Smitty's team again. We can't just brush over them. Joe Ivanak had three touchdowns. Yeah, a big day. Yeah, uh, he, he fried everyone. The guard. They tried yeah. three different people on him, and he scored three touchdowns, one on each guy. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought Smitty, when he had to pull the ball down, ran with it. You know, like he's got to get used to that. So you know, th- there were decisions. There were t- times where you have to throw the ball. There were times you have to run the ball, and he was right on this week. Yeah, I told him um, before the game. I said, listen, I know, like. Every quarterback obviously wants to throw the ball, but like you got to go out there and make sure you're making the right plays and winning. So I told him like just use your feet more. Like it's just it's these little things. Just using thinking it's okay to run because I tell you what, like when your team like it's a great feeling when you're a quarterback and you're and you like have a big run and you see everyone like yeah good job do that every time if you got it. Like just I know the players on his team they don't care if he runs the ball every play they want to win the game if that's the best play he's gonna they're gonna do it. Okay, I like I like that. I think. Uh, the progression of the two quarterbacks is definitely key. Like you said that you thought Dom was better. You thought Smitty was better. Uh, how do you feel real quick before we, we move off this? How do you feel as uh Spo on the defensive line as well with Joe, your two guys that are making plays all over the field. Joe's, Joe, his motor is running, you know, a, a thousand percent on every play. Uh, brings a lot of energy. Uh, Spo's a problem on the line because he's a big kid and you get that hand up in the passing lanes. I'd like to see, uh, actually I'd like to see Spo play in the secondary a little more. 
Okay. Yeah. Well, I know Spo. I know when Spo played in college, he played defensive line. So that's probably where he's played the most, like in flag football. Yeah. He, Arizona. He was a defensive lineman. He told me. I, I asked him. I said, "Why did you play receiver?" He's like, "Cause we had kids that only could yeah. play receiver, so I just played line." Um. But no, listen. I think with him and with him and uh with him, Spo and Joe DeMeo, Joe DeMeo, Joe Piscopo, and Spo on the defensive line. That's a good defensive front. Joe DeMeo is smart. He's crafty. He knows when to attack, when to pull back. He's like I said. Every pri- every podcast, he's conducive to winning the- yeah. in this league. He's a key integral part. Um, no, so. I think I think that was I think that was a big win. I, I like I I'm like excited to see them going forward. Yeah, I'm excited for both these teams moving forward. I think, like you said, Clemson has a winnable game next week. They got to be a little bit better. And Arizona like has pre- a winnable yeah. game also. UCLA, the uh, yeah. evenly matched teams. I yes. think you have to come out and play your A game. Yeah. All right. Uh, give me the stats on this one. Dom finished 15 of 27, 172 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Also rushed three ca- uh, three times for 20 yards and it scored a touchdown. Zach Sheray, four catches for 44 yards. Uh, this uh, His friend Steve came in sub, had four catches for 40 yards. Nick Body had one catch, three yards, and a touchdown. Vinarina, four catches, 82 yards, and another touchdown. Vinarina continues. Stays productive. Vinarina every single week. Also had a sack and a safety. So, listen... Say what you want. Vinarina only makes plays in this league. Yeah. Uh, Tommy Torrey, one catch, five yards. Also caught a convert. That was a conversion. And True had one catch for 10 yards. For Arizona, Smitty was 9 of 15 for 135 yards. Spo had three catches, 25 yards. Um, Smitty also had uh, 35 yards and a rushing touchdown. Also had an interception on defense. Spo had an interception on defense. Piscopo had three carries. I like to see the teams. Are, a couple teams actually running the ball this week. Yeah. Um, Joey Noy had a couple more runs. Uh, Piscopo has three rushes for 22 yards. Also had uh, a, a receiving touchdown. Drive and act, big player of the day. Three catches, 75 yards, three touchdowns. And uh, Kevin Christie, one catch, 10 yards, and caught a conversion. Oh, and I'd be remiss to leave this out. Joe DeMeo, league vet as always. Two swats at the line and a fumble force and recovered. Okay. Let's move on to the last game of the day that was played on Sunday, Sunday which was TCU versus Notre Dame Sunday morning. I was not there at this one. I will turn it over to you guys. Which one of you wants to start with this? All right, I'll start. Um, listen, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. The game was not good. Um, both team, both defenses got stops early, so I thought maybe it'd be a, low, a lower scoring game. But then Notre Dame did the same thing last week and then started putting points on the board. And, uh, yeah, they took control of this game, and they gave Matt Schaefer everything he could handle at the line and as quarterback. And... The TCU offense didn't get anything going really until Brand Giles came in the game. But by Brand, by the time the Brand Giles came in the game, it was already twenty five not or uh, I think it was only twenty nothing at the time. So you're down three scores. New quarterback hasn't played the position in I don't know how many years. Never played the position in our league. Probably not going to end up doing very well that week. And it showed he threw two interceptions. Um, Schaefer threw three interceptions. It just wasn't a good game for TCU all around. I will say their defense like played fine like they were just they just kept getting on defense and they scored Notre Dame scored two times on uh interceptions so um listen uh hats off to Notre Dame you took care of business for sure but TCU got improve. dad uh Notre Dame they're 2-0 uh they're feeling good about themselves uh I see some holes <laughs> one thing I did like I I, I like Notre Dame uh they got a, a heady quarterback they got two wideouts in uh in Nick King and Douglas that Big targets for Nick, uh, for uh, Sam, for Sam, and he's got he's got arguably one of the, the great game breakers in uh, Q. Yeah, if he gets the just get the ball out to him in space, and he could do he makes he plays. could do damage. But here's the thing that that disturbed me: um, 
They scored four touchdowns and they had a safety. Uh, out of the four touchdowns, two of them were pick sixes. So two offensive touchdowns. They weren't very three good. Three offensive touchdowns. Three offensive touchdowns. I'm sorry. Yep, three offensive touchdowns. All right, so it's three offensive touchdowns. They only scored one extra point. Their offense in the red zone or anything, I guess red zone would be 10 yards and in. You want yeah, to consider? Yeah, Their offense wasn't very good within the 10 yards. Uh, they had trouble scoring down close. They had an easier time scoring outside of, of, of 10 yards. Yeah. Uh, against the good teams, you can't do that. You have to score when you're inside. You have to. It's, it's a must. If you're inside that 10, you have to score. Um, they can't. They they're a team that's capable of going on sustained drives. They have that ability. But if you're going to sustain a drive and you get down close to the end zone, you have to you have to punch it in. Yeah. Um. I think that they've played two of probably the lesser teams in the league thus far. Just in terms of record, they've played the two zero and two teams. So they have a big test this week. They're playing against Ohio State. So that I be and Jake. So we'll have to see that this is going to be the test. Is Notre Dame for real? Do they stick with? Jake's team or a Jake and IB's team or do they kind of fall behind early and can't really can't really keep up with them all right let's go to the stats of this game okay um Sam was eight of 22 for 88 yards three touchdowns two interceptions also had three carries for 30 yards Q had another interception. Also, it was a pick six. He has four interceptions through two games. Um, also had a pa- two pass breakups. Uh, Douglas had two swats to the line and also had a sack. Also caught a touchdown, one catch, 20 yards. Uh, Nick King had a, ca- uh, a receiving touchdown and a pick six. A crazy catch over the shoulder. Kind of caught it like he was setting a volleyball. Uh, Nick Villano, two catches, 44 yards, and a touchdown. Jarwar had a diving interception, and Joey Noya had a very nice interception. And for TCU, um, Schaefer and Giles both played. I honestly didn't separate the numbers, but Giles had two catches for 22 yards. Pip had one catch, six yards, also had an interception. Sean had two catches for 14 yards. Mikey uh, Freeman, three pass breakups. Uh, Damian, four sacks and a safety. The only reason that TCU scored. And Scott Cruzman had an interception also. All right, and that's it for the week two recap. Uh, Dad, give us the give us our records through two weeks of the picks. Uh, Tommy is a Sterling eight and as if we had any other doubt that I was going to be eight and uh, And you and Kurtzman are both six and two. Yeah, we both lost on that. Hey, you uh, lost on the ASU pick. I was the only listen, one to pick still, OSU. Yeah, there's still ten weeks left. There's still like eight weeks left in the season. I'm not worried. Uh, the um, game. You pull right. behind. You want to do dogs of the week? Yeah, yeah. Dogs of the week. Remember, we do. Uh, Tommy does his one dog of the week every week. The winning of the winning team in the game. So, uh, this is a second week edition. Right. You know what? And and the, my dogs of the week for me are guys that you know they do the little things. You know, sometimes they show up in the box score. They're not. Sometimes they're not the marquee skill position players. But they're guys that you need on your team. That can, their contribution helps uh, you the victory every week. Yeah. All right. This week, Clemson, Venerita. Beast of a game, but he turns this game in. He does this every single game. Okay. All right. Uh, for OSU, I got Fat Pete. Yeah. Uh, great job on the line. Great job leaking out. Uh, he finds the holes. He finds the touchdowns. Uh, let's see. ASU. I'm going to go with Jack on ASU. Reason being, he had the tough assignment of matching up with Jake. And I think he held his own. even had an interception. That set Jake off. <laughs> on... Uh, Oklahoma, Justin Santiago. I caught the tail end of that game, but every time I glanced over, here's a guy that his motor, like I always say, his motor constantly runs. He doesn't take a play off. 
I mean, you see him get into the backfield. You see him chase a quarterback. It doesn't matter if the guy's fast and he's chasing him down. I, I, I love guys like that. You need guys like that on your team. Uh, and for TCU, Damian Lowaka, he's been a bright spot on that team. Again, always brings the energy. And he's my dog of the week this week. All right, well, let's say the dogs of the week are not on the winning team. Yeah, yeah. No matter, though, those are the guys that Tommy thinks – Played well, are integral parts of being on a, t- uh, a winning team and producing wins. So right. you guys want to do your power yeah, rankings? Yeah, let's do let's do our power rankings now. Dad, do you have yeah. yours written down or what the power rankings? When we do it, oh, we already did that. Yeah, okay. we did our thing. Let's no, do, I, got, I gotta go over it again. All right, I'll, I'll let you start it off here, Dad. Give me from top to bottom, one to eight, your power rankings. All right, uh, holding a number one, same as last week, Oklahoma. Number two, uh, Ohio State. Number three, I still got ASU. I still think they're a team. But no, this week, I changed it up a little bit. Number four, I'm going with Arizona. I know Notre Dame's not going to be happy about this, but 2-0 and off of 2-0 and 2-0 teams, uh, I got to see them play against better competition. Arizona at number four, Notre Dame at number five, UCLA at number six, Clemson at seven, and TCU at number eight. All right, I'm, I'm a little, I got a little bit of a different list than you here. I got Kurtzman in Oklahoma. Staying at number one. Fully rigged. I got Ohio State at number two after a big win against Augie and Arizona State this weekend. I have Notre Dame at three, whereas you have them at five. I'm going to go with the undefeated Notre Dame team. I know that they've played uh, the two te- two lesser teams, but Sam Allen looks like he's got those guys under control. And I like Nick Douglas on that line. So I guess I like you're picking him this week then. No, we're set. We're set. We got we to see what the matchups look like. But I got them at number three in the power rankings right now. I got Arizona State fourth, Arizona fifth, UCLA sixth, Clemson seven, TCU at eight. Those are my power rankings after week two. Listen, remember, you're at the bottom of the rankings right now. It's two weeks in. There's still five weeks to the playoffs. Yeah, we had the Giants really low from last season, and then they and were, they, and, and, they and then they were most people's pick to win the championship going into the uh, going into the, the playoffs. playoffs last season. Yeah, can I say something about TCU? Uh, uh, what I want to say about TCU is that they have a positive attitude. I talked to a lot of guys after the game. They know it's only two games in, and there's room for improvement. And they know they got some good players in that team. They have a very good attitude, and that's good moving forward for this team. Yeah, it's Let's, not like the Saints or the Jets from last season where they just right. had. No. You know, poor attitude yeah, about they, it. Listen, TCU has good athletes. Brandon Giles, Mikey Freeman, Joe Pip, uh, they, who else? They, Matt Marola, yeah. Scott Cruzman. Mikey Freeman lit up fucking uh, Nick, Nick King on a, on a play. <laughs> He's just making a play on the ball. Um, uh, no, even Nick, Nick, Nick King said, hey, Mikey lit me up. I go, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> That's funny. No, listen, they got talent. They just got to figure out the quarterback position. Uh, I hope they show good progress in week three. All right, uh, let's do the official standings here. Do we have the official standings so far after week two? All right, so the official standings of the OBFFL fall season after week two. Oklahoma, Notre Dame, Ohio State, Arizona State, Arizona, UCLA, Clemson, and TCU. This is purely based on uh, if you're tied with someone, it goes head-to-head, then point differential. So that's why teams won one. That's how I uh, organize you in terms of seeding. But like I said, five weeks to the playoffs still. Still a lot of time. You're still going to play five different teams. So if you're 0-2, you still got a shot. If you're 2-0, you're not guaranteed to make the playoffs. Mm. All right. Is that it for... 
this episode. Do we have anything else we want to say about next week? We have any update no. on the field? That- um, I'm gonna. I just listen, guys. I find out on Thursday if the turf is taken on on Saturday. If it's not taken, we're there. If it is taken, we go to the Cougars field and we have a good time, regardless. Because no matter where we play, no matter what it is, this league's one of the best already, and it's only getting better and only growing more. So, continue to show out, continue to ball out, and uh, keep playing. Dad, you got anything? Looking forward to the games, as always. All right, we'll get we'll be back our Thursday, Friday night for the uh, week three preview. We'll see you guys then. Uh, I'm gonna follow with you.